Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation. I'm Nikki Cross and today I want to talk to you about how to take action and stop being passive when it comes to what you want in business and to what you want to experience in your inner world as you're navigating business. I t- I completely and utterly acknowledge and accept that sometimes for some of you who listen to this podcast, it can feel like what you want is just out of your reach, always like a carrot that's dangling on a stick. Now, before I get in, I should probably acknowledge I sound not very well and I have been not very well, but I'm hoping that that doesn't distract you in this podcast episode. I feel completely back to normal and fine in myself. I just know that I sound different and um, so I thought I'd acknowledge that. <laughs> so if this is the first time you're listening to the Inner Work Conversation, welcome. I don't normally sound this bummed up. Let me just say that. So let me give you a flavor of what is going to be covered in today's episode. My hope is that it's going to be super valuable, super useful. Grab a pen and paper. If you're driving along, allow this to be your pre-listen, your first listen to this episode, and maybe come back to it when you've stopped and um, maybe you're out on a walk with your dogs. Hi dogs. And, or maybe you're driving along. Just consider this to be the first time this information washes over you and then come back and maybe grab a pen and paper because I think this is going to be useful. What I want to talk to you about today is how to stop being passive. And I know that you know what I mean when I say that. The feeling of being passive when it comes to what you want, particularly in business, like what you want to create, what you want to go after, what you want to do. The feeling of being passive is a little bit like it's just out of reach. It's a little bit like, yeah, one day, maybe for someone like me, maybe not. It's it's like it's constantly this limbo land of maybe it'll happen happen, maybe it won't. But that feel that that creates this feeling of being passive, like a passenger in your own life. Like, oh, I'm not really too sure. And so what I'm going to be exploring in this episode is what risks there are. So both out there in business, but also in here, in your inner world of waiting, of being passive, of waiting for that external validation. And I've made some notes, so I'm going to be referring to them, but I've got four key pieces of guidance that I want to cover off with you in this episode. I want to talk to you today about admitting and owning what you want. That's where we're going to start. I want to help you understand and navigate through how to not get overwhelmed. So I think part of the reason why we don't take action and we don't make progress and we do be a little bit passive is because of the overwhelm that we can often feel. So I'm going to talk about that. I'm also going to talk about how to take responsibility when there are genuine knowledge and skills gaps. Because I think as much as I talk about the inner work, that's why my job exists. That's what I do. I also work with my clients to assess where their knowledge and skills gaps are, because sometimes that is true. Sometimes, you know, the inner work is the reason why you're not filling those knowledge and skills gaps that you need. So I'm going to talk about that. Um, If that doesn't make sense right now, just stick with me because it will, I promise. And then lastly, I want to talk about taking worthiness and self-doubt off the table. It's keeping you stuck and I want to unstuck you in this episode. So what my hope is for you today is that I want to take you from feeling victimized by your perceived behindness, like that feeling that you have of I'm behind, I'm not where I wanted to be. I want to take you from feeling victimized by that to taking full ownership and full responsibility of what you want. And I must point out that 
because of that, I acknowledge that this episode might be a bit pokey. Like it might feel like I'm prodding you a lot in this episode, especially later on. I'm going to be talking about things. And um, when I talk about making progress, I'm going to be talking about things like the difference between genuine progress and performative action. And so I sort of want to, I want to highlight that because it might be a bit triggering. It might feel a bit pokey. You might not like me very much in this episode and I'm prepared for that. I'm okay with that. And I'm asking you to be okay with that too. What I hope for you is that you walk away from this episode feeling an, a, a sense of empowerment over your limitations so that you can move forward, so that you can make progress, so that you can feel confident in taking the next step, not necessarily having this grand plan, not necessarily knowing the 52 steps of how you're going to go after X, Y, and Z that you want to create, but just the next step and feeling like you can do that. So let's start with where you might be listening to this episode. So I get a sense from my own clients when they want to do something, they want to create something, but they feel a bit stuck and a bit passive, like a little bit of a passenger in their own existence. There's always signs of it. So symptoms sound like I'll do it when, and it's not, I'll do it when I'm less busy or like the, not the really obvious ones, but it's more like I'll do it when I've gained that security. I've gained that safety. I've gained that certainty. So you'll hear this playing out in rules that don't exist. Like I'll put my prices up when I've got 15,000 followers on Instagram. It's like, this feeling of, um, not a feeling, this thing that we can sometimes do of handing our power over to, I'll let that external thing validate when I can make progress with this. And these rules are silly and they're not real. <laughs> and they might feel like they're justified and, um, you know, very logical, but I want you to see that those things can often be keeping you stuck. It can also sound when you're in this passive place and you're not taking action and you're not making progress, it can also sound like and maybe feel like subconsciously thinking that someone or something will come and save you or fix it or take care of it. So um, I know for me at the beginning of my, I'll give you a personal example. At the beginning of my business, I really genuinely considered outsourcing all of my sales and marketing because I just thought it would be easier that way. I just thought, you know what, someone somewhere will be able to do this for me. And it can feel like that when we identify a direction that we want to head in or something that we really want to create or achieve, we can sometimes um, have this, someone's going to swoop in and take that bit away from me. And that can be a sign. That can be a sign of your own passivity. Is passivity a word? It is in this episode. <laughs> and the, the other thing that I recognize as well, it's a symptom, it's a sign that I can always see in my own clients is thinking it'll come to you. It's like this waiting, like, and it it's often paired with this sense of it'll come to me when I'm good enough. I don't think that we get taught in school professionally that sometimes you you really have got to go after what you want by expressing it clearly, not through your word, not just through your words, but also through your actions, claiming what you want. I know that so many of you resonated with the episode. I'll link it in the show notes um, where I talk about how my hobby, playing chess, very cool, um, helps me be better at business. And there's a part of that episode where I talk about 
um, how sometimes without realizing it, we can be playing not to lose and instead of playing to win. And so many of you have messaged me about that particular part of the episode being like, oh my God, I didn't realize that in business, I've been playing to not lose instead of playing to win. And all this time, I've just been basically playing to make sure I don't fail. And that isn't the same as playing to achieve what what would probably floor you, which actually is within your reach. So um, just a side note to that episode, I'll link it in the show notes, but I wanted to start this off by showing you what that can often sound and look like purely for the reason that you might not know. Like you might not know that you aren't, then you're not making progress the way you want to be making progress. And you might not know that part of the reason for that is your own doing. (laughs) It's because of you. And you you might have a sense of, I keep getting in my own way, but you might not know how to identify that. And I've done this work for so long now. I've worked with so many people that I can often see the signs and I can my spidey senses are able to identify how they are being a passive passenger in this vehicle as they navigate business. And when what I recognize is when we do this, we give our power away. And I want to be clear, this episode, everything I'm about to cover, these four points that I've got for you today, none of it is about hustle. None of it is about being frantically busy. I personally do not believe that business has to look like go, 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 burnout, burnout, rest, go, go. I don't believe that. I I personally believe that we do our best work when we are very well resourced, when we are pacing ourselves. And so everything I'm about to talk about isn't about being frantically busy and making aggressive action. It's instead about how to take action and stop being passive. So I've got four pieces of guidance for you to consider. And as always, I want you to get the most out of them. So please, use this episode as your own mini workshop. If you're not going to come into the inner work club, or if you're not going to come into my one-to-one private coaching, I hope that you're getting so much benefit from these episodes just by way of reflecting them back to yourself and being like, okay, cool. So what can I take from that? And how can I create change? And please know this this isn't just a generous act. It's also a very selfish endeavor because I know that the best preparation for coming and doing this work with me is actually using these podcast episodes as your own mini free workshops. So please do do that. So piece of guidance number one, when you are not making the progress that you want to make, if you feel a little bit stuck, and if you get the sense of, I feel like a bit of a passenger in all of this, a little bit passive, the first thing that I want you to consider is admitting it and owning it out loud again and again and again. I know that things like goals and key performance indicators, KPIs, can make everyone want to vom in their own mouths. I get it. I've worked in corporate. I understand it. But we're not talking about a corporate goal that is meaningless to you and metrics, in inverted commas, that are just shit and meaningless and make you feel empty and a bit sick in your own mouth. We're talking about goals that you, that really mean something to you. These goals see you acting out what you believe is maybe your purpose vocationally. And so this is not just some petty bullshit. This is something that's very meaningful. 
And I think that there's great power in admitting it and owning it out loud again and again. And I want to be clear, what this looks like is putting more attention and focus on what you want and why you want it and how you can make it happen than putting more attention on why it can't happen. In coaching, my experience is that the reasons in people's minds are like an army that overtakes anything and everything. And my work has the capability to give the army the day off so that your attention can be spent on owning what you actually want to do or create or achieve. And I'm going to speak a little bit more about this later. But that is what can happen. In your own mind, it can feel like, yeah, that is what I want. I'd love that one day, maybe for me. But there feels like there's an army of little noisy soldiers that are like, rah, these are all of the reasons why that can't happen. And these are all of the reasons why you're not good enough. And this is all of the, re these are all of the constraints and limitations. And that army can be so loud that it consumes you and all of your attention and focus is on the noise of that army. And in this very first point, what I want to say to you is sometimes admitting what you want and owning it out loud again and again and again is just a simple act of making your own voice as loud as and maybe a little bit louder than that army that is very convincing and noisy and sometimes aggressive. Owning it also means taking ownership of it. So I know for me, when I remind myself of what I believe is important, when I remind myself of what I want to create and what I want to achieve, it helps me to acknowledge and recognize that no one's going to come along and save me. No one's going to come along and do it for me. No one's going to come along and make that happen. So owning it out loud again and again and again helps me to not only own it as in recognizing it, but take ownership of it. And too often what I see people doing is the equivalent of not writing something on your Christmas list because you don't think that you're going to get it. So what's the point? That's, that is literally how I would explain it. And that right there is giving your power away because now you're not a child anymore with a Christmas list. Now you are an adult and you are the one responsible for claiming what you want and bringing it into reality. And therefore it's not the case anymore that we get to hide from what we want because it's it lives within you. You can, if I asked, if I said to you, what do you want? What would you love? If I had a magic wand, what would you love to create in business? What would you love to achieve? I would imagine that there would be a part of you that'd be like, ah, well, I'd love this. Or, or maybe you give me the answer of, I don't really know. I'm not really sure. And that is the equivalent of not writing something on your Christmas list because you don't think you're going to get it. So what is the point in even owning it and, and admitting it anyway? Because I'm not going to get it. We we fail in advance as a self-protection tool because we think that we might fail at it. So we don't even admit what we want. And this first piece of guidance to you is admit it because the pain that you might feel, the suffering that you might experience from coming face to face with what you want and not and, and feeling like or having a, per, a perception that you can't have it is actually l less suffering than pushing it down and pretending it's not there. And if that's what you're doing at the moment, I want to encourage you to own it out loud. And if owning it out loud is just you writing down what you want in your own journal, where only you have eyes on it, 
then do that. No one else is going to see it. So it doesn't matter. But I think it's very, it's a very powerful act to write something down uh, or say it out loud if you can. And just practice the act of owning it. Yes, I want that. And notice what comes up, going back to that first point with the whole army thing. It's like, notice when you own something out loud, what are the first thoughts that spring very loudly to the front of your own mind? And that they're normally the reasons why you have convinced yourself, that's not for you, I can't have it. And it's not about avoiding those voices, avoiding those messages that live within you. It's about bringing them forward and actually recognizing that they're just there. They, it doesn't mean you can't. It's just uh, reasons why you've led yourself to believe that you can't. So guidance number one, advice number one, point number one, whatever, admit it, own it again and again and again. Okay. Next piece of guidance that I want to give you in this episode is stop thinking of it like a leap. If I think back to when I quit my job and started my own business, it probably looked like a leap from the outside. I imagine that the world probably, like the world is not watching you, by the way. <laughs> no one really cares. And that is, it sounds like a bad thing, but it's not. It's a good thing. No one really cares. Anyway. It, it probably looks from the outside, externally, like one big leap. Oh, look at that. Nikki's got a business and a website. Everything that you see on the outside is a series of tiny compounding decisions and choices. Everything. Everything. Even like, I, I know I've talked about running a lot in my recent episodes, but even someone being able to run five kilometers they didn't just wake up one day and go, I'm going to run 5k. Or maybe they did. I don't know. But a lot of the time we can't just do these things. We have to build up. And so if a person is running that 5k or if a person is running that half marathon, the likelihood is that one of the initial compounding steps was just getting past their front door. Like, <laughs> I know that one of you have messaged me. You're actually a client of mine inside the Inner Work Club and said, and I don't know if I've said it on our in our private work or on this podcast in the Inner Work Conversation, but I know that I I called my own front door a wanker. And it's because one of the compounding things that I've had to get through in being able to run a half marathon myself is getting past the front door literally getting past the front door. It's a wanker. And so it's not whatever you want to do in business, whatever you want to achieve, it's not a leap. The thing that you want to do or create or achieve, it's not done in one leap. Nothing is. It's done in small compounding steps. And each one of those steps has the potential to bring up your own shit. And this leads me to question, why wouldn't you get support with this? Like, the Inner Work Club, especially, is my most, um, I think, accessible from a from a price perspective. It's much more accessible than my private one-to-one -one coaching. And I don't understand why you wouldn't get support with this. If, if what seems on the outside like one giant leap, but you know that it's made up of small compounding steps, and each one of those small compounding steps has the... Um, has the potential to bring up your own inner shit, why wouldn't you get support with that? Someone, um, I was chatting to 
one of you on Instagram recently and you were saying, I'm going to be joining the Inner Work Club just when I've made the leap. And in my head, it made me go, why would you wait when the support is right there available to you now? I don't get that. And I'm fully aware, by the way, if you're listening to this and you're like, well, the Inner Work Club isn't the only support that I can get. No, you're right. It's not. There's loads of support out there readily available for you based on whatever your particular need is. And my point to you is, if we agree that doing what it is that you want to do, uh, going after what it is that you want to go after, achieving what it is that you want to achieve, isn't done in one leap, if it's done in small compounding steps, why wouldn't you get support with those small compounding steps if it's those steps that's going to bring up all of your inner shit, all of your inner resistance? Why? (laughs) If making it out the front door to go for that run is going to bring up resistance inside of you and that resistance inside of you says, oh, well, you know, you at the moment you can only run one kilometer because you've been ill. Like I'm literally talking about myself right now. <laughs> Why wouldn't you text your friend and be like, hey, I'm thinking of going for a very, very short run. Would you like to come with me? And maybe that's the thing that's going to get you out the front door. That's my point. It's like, don't see this in one great leap because it's not. And also don't see that you only need the support when you've made the leap because you probably don't. It's probably going to be the steps that bring up your shit. And it's that it's the shit being brought up. That's where you need the most support, right? Not when you've made the leap. And on that same point, the thing needs to be broken down. But the great news is that you don't need to know the whole plan. Inside the Inner Work Club, one thing that we do every single month is we zoom out, we do this session called Connect to Yourself, where we set a goal, we set an intention, we set a North Star for the upcoming month, just the next four weeks. And that is, um, we do it in such a way where it's connected to your longer term vision. But what we don't do in that session is plan the how. And it honestly, people really struggle with it at first because every part of their being is like, but I need to know I can do it and I need to know the steps one to 62. And I'm like, but you don't need to know the steps. You just, you do need to be able to um, agree with yourself and consent to the initial step and allow the next, like allow step two to be revealed after that. And then, oh, step three, that's not what I was expecting. And I couldn't have known to take step three without taking step two that's how we do it. If, if you see, it's like, you don't need, you know, the saying, like you don't need to see the whole staircase shit. It's like that, but let it be known that while you're taking those steps, all of your self-doubt, all of your inner voices, all of your, re- all that army that I talked about earlier, they're going to step up and they're going to be loud and all of your avoidance tactics will probably come out to play too. So why wouldn't you get support with that? This is my invitation to you. By the way, my invitation to you, I haven't mentioned. Um, If you are listening to this when this episode is released, uh, which should be, bear with. So this episode is due to be released on Thursday, the 15th of February, 2024. I have a little Valentine's offer for you. And I'm going to link the offer in the show notes for joining the Inner Work Club. So if you're like, yeah, totally get it, Nick. You've convinced me. I can see that I do need support, not only when I've taken the leap, but in the actual compounding steps, there is an offer for you in the show notes. If you're listening to this way into the future and you're like, I need to know what offers are available to me, you can just message me. Anyway, back to the episode. Point number three. This is where earlier on I talked to you about if 
on your way, if you identify knowledge or skills gaps, take responsibility of them. Okay. I know that my work is all about the inner work, but for the past nearly 20 years, I have worked in learning and development. And one of the things that you get really fucking good at in learning and development is seeing if something is will or skill. Um, I don't know, for any of you who are listening in the UK, do you remember the program Can't Cook, Won't Cook, where you had green peppers and red tomatoes? And the whole program, the basis of it was um, the can't cook person was like, this person doesn't know how to cook. And the won't cook person was like, they actually do know how to cook, but they just don't because they won't. And that's very much how I see like knowledge and skill is when I'm listening to the challenge that my client is bringing into coaching, I'm always assessing what is, what part of what's getting in their way is their own inner world, their own inner limitations, their own stories that they're holding to be true about themselves, their own limitations, their own self-doubt, all of that. What's that? But also, is there any actual knowledge and skills gap here? Like, is there anything that does need plugging? And I think what I've learned as a business owner is when you tangle yourself up with your knowledge and your skill, when you tangle your own worthiness up with knowledge and skill, it can be very, very difficult to see oh, the reason I'm struggling with that is because I'm actually not very experienced at it or I've got this knowledge that I need to learn or I've got this skill that I need to develop. But further to that, and I think this is the most important point here, when you start to untangle your own self-worth and your own worthiness from actual like hard, fast skills that need to be developed, you start to be able to come from a place of taking responsibility for your business or your career, depending on whether you're self-employed or employed. And what I really mean here is, I know for me, I am responsible for my business results. So you can translate that to you. If you own a business, you can say the same. If you're in a career uh, and you're in employment, you can say, I am responsible for the results in my career. And when you start to detach yourself from the results that you're generating, you start to recognize that this is a business obligation. This isn't a personal pursuit. And I think for those of you who are listening, who you're um, similar to me, like your business is, the service of your business is provided by you. Like for example, you're not selling a chair and it's like about how good the chair is. It's about you and the service that you are delivering. It can be very hard to detach yourself, but once you once you manage to do this, it becomes a lot easier. When you see that actually I'm a, I'm obliged to deliver on my business results, and therefore this isn't a personal thing, it means that I can own it. I'm devoted to it. So like I take ownership of my health. I'm not a slave to it. I take ownership of my business results. I'm not a victim of them. And this has to be balanced out with a really healthy dose of self-respect, self-compassion and grace. Like that you have to balance it out. You have to unconditionally accept yourself unconditionally. And I'm going to get to this in my final point in point four in a minute. You have to unconditionally grant yourself as worthy and acceptable. And from that place, you can be like, oh yeah, but 
because I'm obviously the one that's responsible for these business results, I can see that there's a marketing problem here. And it, I was explaining this on a coaching call today. It's like, if I wasn't welcoming in as many um, inner work club members as I wanted to be, I have cultivated and continue to cultivate my own self-assurance. And so I don't make it a me problem. I'm not like, oh, I'm not good enough. And my work isn't good enough. I'm like, okay, well, I know factually that this is a really good service. I know that people get what they came for because I'm getting the feedback from it. So if I'm not bringing enough people into the inner work club, it must mean that there's a messaging problem. It must mean that there's a marketing issue. I can take responsibility for that. Can you see? One is about me and my worthiness and me not being good enough. The other is about, actually, there's a skill that I need to hone or there's an action that I need to take responsibility for. And that's the thing. When I say it's a business obligation, not a personal pursuit, what I really mean is if there's something that you want in business, devote yourself to it. Devote yourself to it without making yourself bad, wrong, less than, or unworthy, rather than have it like some sort of ongoing question that you're in limbo land with. Can I make this work? Can't I make this work? Am I good enough? Aren't I good enough? And that leads me to one of my, well, the final point of this episode, take your worthiness off the table. Take the question around, are you good enough? Off the table. These are your energy leaks. When people come to coaching with me and they're like, I'm fucking exhausted. And they think like, they're like, oh, I'm getting enough sleep. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not on, I'm not scrolling on social media. I don't know why I'm so exhausted. I'm like, I can tell you why you're so exhausted. It's because there's a constant question over, am I good enough? Is this okay? Am I a letdown? Am I a disappointment? Or fill in the blank, whatever that is for you. And I can tell you that that's where your energy is going. It's like someone's turned the tap on and taken the plug out of the bath. That energy is just running down the plug hole. And for the final final sort of wrap up of this episode, what I want you to see is all the while that your worthiness is on the table, all the while that that is in question, that you will you will literally be operating from a because that is unknown because that is uncertain and that hasn't been cultivated within you all the while you'll be operating from a place of trying to prove it and trying to gain some sort of external validation that you are good enough you'll try and look for it outside yourself as opposed to running your business in such a way of you've cultivated that underlying self-assurance now let's see what you can do you know so the last thing that I wanted to talk about in this, I've left it until the final um, bit. It's not really a final point. It's just um, something that I see. And I mentioned it at the beginning of the episode because, and I've left it till the end because I know it's where most of you might turn off <laughs> because it might not be what you want to hear. And it's just a side dish to the main course that I've served here, which is I, I want you to know that sometimes when we can identify what we want and what we want to go after or achieve or do whatever that is for you sometimes it can be very easy to make performative progress and performative progress is not the same as real progress performative progress is things like drafting and researching and iterating and getting the approval from your friends and family about the way that it looks and designing websites and being in draft mode and it's not the same. It's very different from going out into the world and serving it up because going out into the world and serving it up, the issue here is it's actually 
when when we're in performative progress, it's actually very easy to feel like progress. It's very easy for it to feel like we are taking the steps because they've almost got the same flavor. They almost taste the same, but they're not. It's like a watermelon sweet. It's like a watermelon sweet might taste like watermelon, but it doesn't have the same nutrients as watermelon. It doesn't feel the same as watermelon feels in your mouth. And so it's actually very, very hard to tell. And it's very easy to be self-tricked. You know, when we're making performative progress, we're getting the yummy noises from outside of us. Maybe your friends and family are saying, oh yeah, that looks really good. And it so it feels like progress, but it's really not. It's really not. It's very, very, it's actually the opposite of progress. It's actually staying very still. And you'll know when it's a real step and not a hamster wheel step because it'll bring you face to face with the risk of being judged or criticized or failing in inverted commas because you can't fail unless you stop trying. You can only, you can only not meet your own expectation of what you thought might happen. And you can class that as a failure, but that's not real failure. And anyway, I want to point out here that sometimes that ham- those hamster wheel steps, they are helpful in that they help you to practice and they help you to gain experience and gain feedback and all of those things. But let it be known that it's not the same as making real progress. The issue is it's not in the hamster wheel steps. It's when we get stuck on the hamster wheel thinking that that's real progress and it's not. So let me summarize here because I've whizzed through my points in the hope that I can get it under 30 minutes and I can't. So sorry about that. Um, But I've talked about in this episode, when it's something that you want to go after, achieve, do whatever, really admit it, admit it and own it out loud again and again and again and allow when, when you're admitting it out loud over and over again, allow it to bring up your shit, come face to face with your shit and get support with your shit. Number two, stop thinking of it like a leap. You don't have to wait till you've leaped and think of it like one big leap. You're only, by doing that, you're only going to overwhelm yourself. And that is going to push you further, further away from making the real progress that you want to make. Number three, if there is knowledge and skills gaps, take ownership of them. That's very different from being a victim of, oh, well, I can't make this work because I can't do that or I'm not very good at this. Stop labeling yourself and instead untie your worthiness from developing knowledge and skill. Untie your worthiness from the obligations that you have to your business results or your career results. And finally, take your worthiness off the table. Your worthiness isn't in question here. You can cultivate and build self-assurance without the need for external validation. And that isn't, I use those words very intentionally, cultivate self-assurance, cultivate self-acceptance without the need for external validation, because it's not just something that's going to land in your lap. And it's not just, it's not just something that's going to land in your lap and stay in your lap. I said this in the last episode, but it's, it's like thinking that you can go to the gym and build a muscle and that muscle's going to stay there. It won't. You have to keep working at it. We have to keep working at it. And then a final point that I've just tagged on to the end is performative progress isn't the same as real progress. And it's really hard to identify because it can feel like progress, but it can be very frustrating because you're not, you're not making the progress that you want to make, but it 
but you've, you're putting a lot of energy and attention and effort into it. So why not? And what's wrong with me? And that's the risk. The risk is that through all of this, you start to think there's something wrong with you and there's not, there's nothing wrong with you. It's very, very likely that you just haven't got the support that you need. And I hope that if you're not going to come and work with me and do this work in the Inner Work Club or with my private coaching, that this episode serves as the support that you need. Play this episode as many times as you need to again and again and again. So all that is to say, I hope that you have made it through this episode um, with my very bunged up voice. I hope that I sound better in the next one. I hope it's served you. I hope that you make the progress that you deserve to make. You, I want, I want to finish the episode there. Like you deserve to make progress towards what you want. You deserve to create what it is that you want to create. You are worthy of that. That's not in question. That's not what the question is on the table. Take that off the table. You deserve to do those things. It's just not easy sometimes and that's okay, right? So all that said, as always, please never forget that I am always cheering you on and I really do hope that you are cheering you on too.